So on today's episode, we have the idea of networking, we have the idea of the side chick, and we have the idea of men being vulnerable. But before I get into anything, let me start by asking a very quick question that was suggested by Juguna Macau, one of our all-time fans, and he said, imagine your partner, whether it be a woman, man, or trans, is in the sales department or is in sales, and you happen to scroll through their phone one day and you find Tinder on it. You ask them what it's for and they say that it's networking. What do you say to that? Honestly, if it were me, I'd probably be like, bullshit. Like, what are you trying to network on Tinder for? Try and make that shit make sense because if it's networking, honestly, I feel like we have a pretty good connection over here. So why the hell are you chasing a better connection on Tinder, huh? Like, I'd probably have issues with the whole networking thing. Although I was being told that Tinder nowadays is full of all sorts of different people. And maybe some of those people are salespeople and they actually are trying to network. But at the same time, who the hell goes on to Tinder trying to buy a product? Like, the only product that you could probably buy from Tinder is probably Tinder-related stuff, like the packages that they'll sell, which mean that, I don't know, you get noticed by such and such more people, or you see who it is that notices you or some shit. Or maybe, if, you know, you manage to get a swipe right from somebody, you know, you tell them very well that you're going to pay them for sex. Like, you can actually do prostitution on Tinder. It's not illegal, you just have to be smart about it. But when I think about it, to a certain degree, I'd probably start thinking that my girlfriend is probably a bit dumb for that. Not in a bad way, though. Because if you're going to go and look for clientele, yes, go to the places that people don't approach. But be smart and go somewhere within your field. Why are you going to the one place where people have nothing in the name of corporate or purchasing in their minds? Like, for them, they're just like, you know what, I'm going to go and find love or I'm going to go and find sex on Tinder. Then suddenly you're bombarding them with how 15 different teas are supposed to help you lose weight. Like, that shit don't make sense. Although at the same time, if she does actually manage to get a good connection with somebody and that person chooses to buy that product, can we say that she has landed another client? Pun intended. And on top of that, maybe I should also ask if she was using quote-unquote sex to sell. Because that is why people actually go and swipe right on other people on Tinder, at least partially of the time. She pretty much used the idea of sex or love to sell a product. And honestly, I feel like that's deceitful marketing. But anyways, I probably wouldn't be having a girlfriend like that because I expect somebody to be a little bit smarter. And after listening to this podcast, you probably should be having a much better idea of what a smart partner actually is. But in case you don't know, this is a podcast that does tend to discuss it and I probably should start. And I usually like to start by saying... Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one Break Time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who does not date people who are networking on Tinder, probably because that idea is dumb as shit. He is a man who likes his women the same exact way he likes his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationships show, where I get to talk about women being smart sometimes. I get to discuss a couple of side chicks sometimes. And maybe we might disagree, but I usually come down with a conclusion at the end of it. And if there is a smart girlfriend question, or a side chick question, or any other relationship type question that you might want me to discuss and answer on this podcast, 
you can hit me up at Breaktime on Westside on IG, at Breaktime on Westside on Facebook as well. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at BagakaTheD, and I will take that question and I will handle it accordingly. And actually, speaking of social media, I just recently learned that Facebook actually now allows you to listen to the podcasts off of their site. Like you can go and you can listen to a podcast on Facebook. As long as you go to their page and they uploaded the feeds there, you can actually go ahead and listen to a podcast from Facebook. And fortunately so, if you are a listener of Breaktime on your side, you can actually find it on Facebook. Just go to the Facebook page of at Breaktime on your side and when you go to the podcast section there, you can actually click and listen to episodes directly off of Facebook. Just figured I should tell some of you there that might, you know, be using Facebook a little bit and probably do want to listen to this podcast. And, you know, just to inform all of you that, yes, now you can find me on even more platforms than ever right now. But that said, we should probably move it on to our main topic of today. But before we do our main topic, we need to talk about Britney Rana for a little bit. Now, for those of y'all that don't know about Britney Rana, I'm sure there's a couple of y'all that are a bit new. Britney Rana is what most people would describe as an Instagram thoughty or an Instagram help. Now, she just so happens to be one of those babes that has come into fame fairly recently because she went and she bagged herself an NBA dude, got pregnant off of him and dropped him and now will be receiving some level of child support. And she sprang into fame when she managed to do that with an NBA player known as PJ Washington. And to make matters worse, three years prior to this, she had done a video on Instagram which ended up on YouTube that was talking about her busy discussing her body count but more so how easy it is to dupe NBA guys by letting them bang raw because that's all they ever do and using them to get a kid so that you can benefit off of their checks. Now, she was recently on the Off The Record podcast, which is hosted and owned by DJ Academics, a hip-hop commentator, and he managed to have a bit of a conversation with her where he clearly explained to her that she is nothing more than a side chick. And the whole description of it seemed very, very interesting. Now, I'm going to play it for you guys and we're going to discuss it for a little bit because I feel like he might have seemed a little harsh, but there's quite a lot that he said there that might have actually been true. So... Here it is. I've cashed out five, six years ago. Men with lot, a lot more. I to thought live everybody had but you as me... a side chick. I'm gonna be honest. I thought everybody else had you as a side chick, and he listen. In a, in, a, in, a, in a male community, we know the chase that's like, yo, that side chick pussy. And then and we, so know, we know, we know the dumbass nigga who wipes up the side chick, and we're like, so what makes me a what? side chick? Because the, what, I'm beautiful? And no, no, because what? the one who everybody fucks but doesn't wife. That's the side chick. Sorry. So who have I, who, who have I been side chick You to? wrote a fucking book. Who have I been a side chick? But I was never a side chick. Well, when you write well, a book about having casual sex. And by the way, not before. one of them claimed you. We assume, you, you know why men don't claim women? Because we have our real girl that we don't want to tell about you. You know that. All right. So first of all. Damn. Like, damn. <laughs> you like, kill the instrumental for a little bit because I need to repeat it over here. Damn. My goodness. Like, I can get people being brutal, but, like, even though it was true. Like, all right, first of all, <laughs> sorry, that was that was just my reaction to it. Uh, first of all, I want to start kind of like from the end point because he mentioned something that was particularly interesting. 
uh, he spoke about her being the woman that we don't tell our real chick or our wife about and it actually does go back to something very interesting that people usually debate about because they're like you know would you lie to the people you love and say the truth to the people that say you don't care about and and it's a very interesting debate that happens because at that point when you think about the idea of the side chick and the main chick you can tell the side chick the truth because you don't give a fuck about her there's not that much that's held on to it then the main chick is the one that you'll probably lie to because you want to protect her from whatever pain that can come from this entire thing happening. But that said, I want to go back to the meat of this clip. The whole idea of her being told that she is a side chick or she fits the, the description of a side chick. Now, first of all, like I feel like that was very, very harsh. Like it paints side chicks in a disrespectful way, which yes, a lot of times they usually are disrespected. But I do think to a certain degree they can be and sometimes are actually necessary. Like they fill a certain gap in the relationship that one of the other people probably can't, you know, fill. But that said, you know, the whole idea of 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 you're the kind of person that we want to hit but don't really want, like, yo, why'd you have to call her that? Like there's so many other things that you could have used instead of the term side chick. Like, I don't know, the top slice of bread. You know, everyone touches it, but no one really wants it. Or, you know, rock bottom. Because, you know, people hit it, but it's not like they want to be there. There's other terms that you could have used instead of side chick. Now it makes side chicks look bad. Although, then again, I do understand that some people do not like them. So in certain respects actually to a huge degree because of how some of them tend to behave i will agree with what he said and yes it actually does make sense most people usually want the side chick but they only want them for a casual moment the main one that's the one that they probably want for a lifetime but either way i could be wrong about this just the same way i can be wrong about the main topic so make sure you hit me up on ig facebook or twitter and we can hash this out in the discussions and maybe i can even bring that discussion back to the podcast but that said we should probably move it on to our main topic and over the weekend while i was busy scrolling through ig i happened to stumble upon a short video clip of a young psychologist known as anthony njenga and he was on tv and he was busy talking about the idea of men opening up and it not making him any less of of a man or making him a weak man now i'm gonna play the clip for you and i feel like this is something that we should probably discuss particularly because i think it's something that needs to be looked at a little bit more deeply and because well there's some people that believe that all we do is talk about fucking and this is probably my way of saying that well we don't now i'm gonna play it for you so here it is we have different cultures and as uh, as much as we talk about men speaking up and stepping up to share to talk about their issues mikali cultures kuna cultures they believe na mpaka sahi kutoka time za mababu zao they don't believe in men opening up to their issues they believe in men facing their issues like a lion and battling them up Tra- then why um, kama hiyo issue mwanaume um, amefunzwa akitoka azaliwe anafapatane na issues zake head on na pigane nazo as battle how then do you expect this man to open up so it's not about men opening up mukali it's about it's about the culture basi tuliharibu kitambo all right so out of this entire clip i seem to see two underlying things over here so one there's the idea of men opening up and then there's the idea that 
culture is what's contributed to this and y'all know me y'all know i've been talking about culture quite a bit over the past possibly one year or so and well this is this is something that i genuinely do want to dive on although i will come back to the whole idea of men opening up now first of all do we actually have a problem of men opening up yes yes we do we have a huge problem right now of men and actually seeking help when it comes to mental issues and and a lot of constant issues that can actually cause mental breakdown like i can remember a couple of months back actually i think it was during 2020 when like corona hit and everything there was some guy on some group that i'm on that just came out straight and was like by the way ladies treat your men with respect and fellas like y'all just know we handle a lot like there's guys that will drive home and the amount of stress and the amount of problems that are burdening them they literally sit in the car and they cry for a while like an hour an hour and a half maybe even 30 minutes maybe even two hours before they check into the house and when they're leaving the car to go check into the house you know they have to wipe their tears and they have to check into the house and shit which is something that is very very sad like i genuinely genuinely felt that when it was spoken about because i think around that time i was also going through a couple of my issues and shit but more so than that it does actually paint the picture of the fact that there's so many men that are actually going through something inside that they don't feel like they can open up about now needless to say i think people and more so a lot of guys have mistaken the idea of opening up with the idea of being vulnerable and those two i think have sort of like an interconnection but they don't necessarily mean the same thing because i think men should open up and i think men should um you know reach out to to other people when it comes to facing challenges that they feel are weighing them down at that moment so to a certain degree yes yes i do think men need to open up a lot more the men of today do need to open up a lot more but more so than that this guy brought in the whole idea of culture and that's where i suddenly disagree with all of this because he speaks of a culture where men are told you know what be hard and deal with your problems like a lion which i think is absolute bs i think people have misconstrued culture to make it look like it brought out the macho man and it brought out whatever so-called toxicity the the woktivists are talking about right now because when you actually look back cultures back in the day pre-colonial times for for those of us that are on this side of the planet was about communal growth like there was that sense of the community is a machine and you as an individual lend to that machine in a certain particular way and as that machine grows it becomes what would now be called civilization and usually you'd find that in that particular community more so especially with us africans you'd find that there's always going to be somebody who is older than you that would probably kind of take you through whatever it is that you're doing so whether it be you going through circumcision or you being taught you know the ways of the culture or you know receiving some form of education you know getting married and you know like living the life of a married person you'd find that the men would have the elders the older men that would mentor them and would talk to them about different issues and you'd have the older women that would also contribute to to teaching and nurturing and mentoring the younger girls so when you're telling me that 
you were told to not say anything and handle your issues like a man i feel like it's absolute bs because when you have the community structure where it's not about individualism there's a lot of uh, collective responsibility and you know trying to help each other up because as somebody older than you that knows so you can go to them it makes the idea of you being told not to open up or you being taught not to open up seem a bit moot like if i wasn't able to do something say with 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 what it is that i was doing let's say if i was a blacksmith then i'd go and talk to the older blacksmith and if i'm having an issue with my marriage or my wife or something then I'd probably go and talk to my father or my uncle or or somebody that's older than me that can tell me what to do in the event of such a problem. So what do you mean that guys were told not to open up and handle their issues? Like we had a lot of help back then. It's the culture that we have right now that's messing all of that up because people are a lot more individualistic. People are all about, you know, making sure people don't know how much they earn and what it is that they do, you know, lest they go and they turn it into the talk of the town, which people don't want to happen. Back in the day, your wealth was kids, it was animals, it was land, so people already knew about it. So I'd like to think that people actually used to open up and talk about things a lot more back in the day than they do right now. Right now, people are super individualistic and are a lot more on the weary side of life in terms of opening up to other people. Because you don't know if what it is that you're telling somebody is going to be used against you or is going to become everyone else's business. So, in a sense, I feel like it's the culture now as opposed to the culture back then. But more so than that, I feel like the problem isn't really about us guys not opening up, but who we're opening up to. Because... If you're a guy and you have a good supportive group of friends with you, then opening up to them is something that you're very comfortable doing. Now, if you're talking about going to a professional, say a psychologist or a psychiatrist about this, or say going to your significant other, aka your wife, then that's where lines start being drawn. And that's usually where this whole talk of, oh, why is it that men don't open up? Why is it that our men aren't opening up? usually comes in. And when you think about it at that point, then you'll start to ask yourself, why is it that men should open up? Because people say, oh, you should open up, you should open up, you should open up. But the first question that I as a guy will ask is, why should I open up? Because normally, whenever us guys are opening up, it's because we're looking for solutions, because that's how we think. With babes, they expect you to listen, which is why a lot of babes will have a problem when they go and they open up to a guy and he starts shooting out solutions. And she's like, I didn't ask you to give me a solution. I just wanted you to listen. With guys, it's the other way around. We're looking for a solution. So if you're not giving me a solution to my problems, then why the hell am I telling it to you? Like that's kind of how guys are wired. So when you think about the idea that, oh, you know, men don't open up. Men actually do open up. We open up. It's just that we don't really open up to our women. And I usually hear a lot of babes talking about, oh, you know, there's strength and vulnerability and vulnerability is the new sexy and shit. And that shit usually drives me the wrong way because who the hell said that we want to be vulnerable? Like people nowadays are pushing this notion that people should be more vulnerable and should open up so much. And I feel like it's not even for the best reasons because this was actually something that I had being discussed on a podcast by YouTuber Shan Booty. And she was discussing it with her YouTuber guests, Aben Preach. And Aben Preach actually made a very, very interesting point when it came to the idea of vulnerability and men opening up. 
And the thing that they said that was quite interesting about this entire thing was women are actually fetishizing men's vulnerability. Like it's actually a thing. And you think about it, you know, there's there's this whole thing of, oh, you know, vulnerability makes you strong. Vulnerability is a new sexy. But at what point is there strength in exposing your weakest parts? Like if you do that in a practical sense, then you're just opening yourself up to being attacked because those same women that have gone and asked men to become vulnerable when these men have become vulnerable they've sometimes used those vulnerabilities against these same men and while i can't say that this is the case for all women you find that people nowadays are forcing this idea onto men who probably don't want to open up or just aren't comfortable opening up so it does beg the question why do you want us to open up because even when we think about it, the way we've been brought up as guys, we've known very well. Mystery to a woman is attractive. Now, if I go and I open up and she knows everything about me, then am I still an attractive man? That's something that we should probably be asking ourselves. Because whenever a guy goes and exposes everything, it's like they're very easily disposable at that point. So to a certain degree, I stand against the idea of men having to open up to their partner. But at the same time, I feel like if you are with somebody long term and you view them as a best friend such that you feel you can trust them with information and, you know, they can either help or they can, you know, help you cope with with whatever it is that you're going through. I think it is OK to trust them. So to actually kind of conclude all of this, let me just say this. Men should open up and hell, I think a lot of them do. The only thing is we don't open up to a lot of you. We can open up to a close friend here, a close friend there, you know, somebody that we feel that we can trust or somebody that we feel is going through the same trouble so we can share in the burdens together. Kind of like the same way people in the same age group used to do back in the day. But while men should open up and men do open up, I feel like this idea of opening up and telling people your secrets is something that's being pushed way too hard right now. And maybe you should start asking yourself whether the problem is men opening up or if it's men opening up to you, the woman, to you, the person that's expecting your partner to open up to you. Maybe that should be what you should be asking yourself. Is the problem that your man isn't opening up or is the problem that your man isn't opening up to you? Because maybe you might just be fetishizing his vulnerabilities. But anyways, Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe I'm right. I want to know your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on IG. It is at Breaktime on our side. On Facebook, it is also at Breaktime on our side. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at Bagaka the D. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through Castbox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below, and I will attend to them accordingly. If you are listening through some app that allows for ratings and reviews, please drop a nice rating and review. I will appreciate that greatly, and I will catch you guys on the next break. Oh.